Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. everybody and welcome to the Stuff and Thangs podcast, a very special edition today. I am Sam and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by my co-host, Stefan. Hello. How are you, mate? I am very good. How are you, my friend? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. The sun's shining here today, which is rare. Uh, yeah, actually, today it is. Yesterday was overcast, but really hot all day. And today, yeah. I, mean, I haven't ventured out of the house yet, but it looks nice. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, don't want to go outside. I mean, ugh, dirty. Other people, it's people but, out there. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's far too peopley when the sun's out. But it looks beautiful. Um, yeah. I just want to say a very quick welcome. I imagine uh, this is a special edition of the podcast because we have an interview today with a member of the Walking Dead cast. So I'm guessing we may have a few people listening for the first time. So hello and welcome. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you enjoy. Hopefully you'll come back. Um, but our interview today is with a lady called Lindsley Register. I'm really glad you said her name again. Yeah, so uh, let's let's just throw that out. If you're a first-time listener, this won't make a lot of sense, but anybody who's listened for a long time, this podcast started as a primary Walking Dead podcast. That's all we talked about, the only show. Um, we then expanded it to talk about other shows as well. Uh, me and Stefan have just come off the back of a run of talking about Game of Thrones, and there's other shows to come in the future, like Stranger Things, etc. And obviously the next show we're going to be talking about is Fear of the Walking Dead, which is coming up very soon. Uh, we'll be yes. doing an episode-by-episode episode review of the season. It's the fifth season of Fear. Wow, time flies when you're is having fun. five already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth season of Fear. Wow, that is five years since that show started. That's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I, we have a feature, it's a long standing feature where we read comments from the Facebook page. Uh, if you've not been there before, it's facebook.com slash stuff and thangs podcast. I am terrible with names. I'm from a city in England called Bristol. Uh, I speak with a Bristolian accent, which is kind of like a farmer had a baby with a pirate and hi, that's me. He even looks like it. That's the best bit. Arr, I do. Um... And I butcher names, and we actually had a feature called Sam Butcher's Names, which is literally, I read out people's names, and I've got them wrong, horrifically, terribly, so often. Some really nice people would message and kind of go, you were close, but it said like this. Uh, other people would just give me abuse, which is fine, it's deserved. So, when we're doing an interview, and uh, Lindsley was kind enough to say yes, and make some time for us, which we're really pleased uh, I was dead nervous because I kept looking at her name thinking, I'm going to get this wrong. I know I'm going to get this wrong. And I think I even, uh, me and you, scoured the internet for another interview with her. Massively, yeah. So we could try and hear somebody else say her name. I was going to the extent of using search engines, typing in her name and then pressing the little microphone bits so it would say it back to me. Yeah. Just to see if they all matched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. I mean, I... I kind of strapped on a pair and asked her before we started recording um i then celebrate the fact i got it right during the interview which you're all going to hear in a moment which is kind of bad really because about five minutes earlier she told me yeah yeah you're right oh dude you shouldn't have that but you should have kept quiet no i no, just thought I... you had done really well with like, that you know no, I, I genuinely... I'm, I'm happy to be honest. I, I don't mind. And hopefully Lindsley's listening as well, so she'll know. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was kind enough. She didn't just go, you know, Sam, you asked me that a minute ago. I, But yeah, I did celebrate. Mostly because even when people tell me, I still say it wrong. I'm not going to lie. I'd have been so much happier if you had gone, yeah, I got it right. And she went, well, yeah, I just told you. Yeah. yeah that well, would have been would've... amazing. Would have been a great start of an interview, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got your name right. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Uh, maybe it was. I don't know. But um, yeah, we're going to play that soon. But just before we get into it, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up with the podcast. And that is Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead Season 5, as we just mentioned, uh, begins very soon. And we will yeah. be going episode by episode. Uh, so when the episode airs here in the UK, um, which is the Monday after, so Sunday in the US, Monday the UK, <clears throat> we will get the podcast out within a couple of days of that, so, you know, no spoilers. We're good like that. 
we are charming people and yeah and we'll basically review it episode by episode talk as we go along yeah, looking at the the trailer etc all the previews it looks like obviously i mean it's kind of the trailers and the previews i've noticed over the years they can be a little bit misleading so yep. they kind of give you this direction where you think oh wow that's gonna happen and then when you actually get into the episode, it's like, oh, wow, that taken, you know, that put into context actually has no relevance at all. But we've seen an airplane being used and crashing. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Dwight show up. I'm um, quite excited for that because Morgan's crossover was really yeah. good. So yeah, I'm hoping I agree. this is. It'll be different, I guess, because at least with Morgan, we kind of saw a couple of the big characters sitting down with him saying, you don't have to leave, stay with us. Yeah. This is more a case of. You know, Dwight was just kind of let loose in the open and told, don't come back. He was, yeah. I mean, the opening episode of season four was literally Morgan, you know, venturing across. Uh, I think the only character from Fear he ran into in that episode was John Dory, who, again, was a new character to the show. Um, yeah. Probably my favourite character on the show already. So, Which is a worry, because once you have a favourite character in Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or shows like this... They die. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't end up going well. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, the fear is going to run. I mean, The Walking Dead obviously is back for its 10th season in October. And yep. one of the things we've learned last week as well is that the, the other spin-off is now filming. So production on the pilot for that is now underway. And it's being filmed in Virginia. Yes. Now, um, not that's far not... Away as we hoped. No, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, just because it's filming there obviously doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be set there. I'd imagine it will be. Uh, But assuming that is the case, then there's a real tie-in opportunity there. And is this pilot going to be less of an independent show than we thought initially? You know, when we read the brief, it sounded like a, a group of characters, you know, brand new. But I do wonder, with it being that close, if perhaps we're actually going to see another branch off from The Walking Dead rather than it yeah. just being... It's going to be a lot easier for characters to move around Yeah, if they're all staying. Like if it had been in another country yeah. or you know, even if it had been like Canada, the next dooring yeah. country or something like that, they still would have been enough of a bit there to keep them separate. But to have them all... And we've seen how Dwight and Morgan have both travelled across the country rather easily. Yeah. Even in post-apocalypse, etc. So I guess... Well, that's because petrol still works in the of course, apocalypse. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. American petrol, we do not... <laughs> Wait, it's, it's gas, and it? It's not petrol, it's gas. That's why it still works. You know? Well, it's gasoline, yeah. Yeah, yeah gasoline. Um, the Americans. I... Yeah, <laughs> we're the vast majority of people listening to this, so go careful. <laughs> that's all I was saying. I was stopping yeah. at the Americans. That was it, I'm yeah. done. Which is another good TV show, by the way. But, um, no, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. If you're doing it that close, it kind of suggests that you want to tie it in. I, I did like the idea of seeing somewhere different, you know, somewhere completely different for the apocalypse. Um, yep. Like, when Fear of the Walking Dead first came out and the concept were there and they were talking about it being set in L.A., I just remember thinking about, wow, that's going to be intense, you know, like right in the inner city. And it kind of jumped away from that really quickly or, or too quickly for me i'd have liked to have like seen only it. a few episodes in and they were like oh bye yeah basically i mean season one is six episodes you know it followed yeah. the same format as the walking dead and i'm guessing the this new spin-off will as well you know why you'd why have to mess assume with so, that yeah yeah why mess with that formula um but if that's the case then you know that, that kind of season one i would have liked to have stayed in that kind of era for a while with for fear in that inner city um but I, I imagine filming for stuff like that can't be easy um no it's gonna be expensive yeah and also you know got a great big wide open set you know wide open fields you're gonna find it a lot easier yeah uh, for stuff so i can kind of understand why you don't do it but it's still kind of a setting i'd like to see like the, the scenes in early Walking Dead when they went into Atlanta and stuff like that. I love that. Um, but yeah. We'll we had a couple actually in um, the last season, didn't we, when they were going we through... yeah. Washington. Like, we're going through Washington. And you're looking at that going, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. But and 
you know, probably the cost on that's probably the reason why they don't do it more. But, <laughs> One know, episode a season. Yeah. Ooh, monument. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're done, we're done. Yeah, we're just going to see that. I mean, wouldn't it be great to see some of the sort of monuments, you know, like, we saw that Washington. Wouldn't it be great to see, like, what the Statue of Liberty looks like right now? Can you imagine? Well, yeah. <laughs> just, well, just... just zombies that have been hung from it all over the place. And, you know. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty perhaps become a walker. Oh. No, 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 wait, wait, no, that was Ghostbusters too. Yeah, wrong Sorry. one, wrong one. Yeah, wrong one. Um, but anyway, without any further ado, I think it's time that for everyone who's trying to skip ahead to get past my irritating voice, uh, it's time we go to the interview. Um, this is me speaking to Lindsley Register, a.k.a. Laura from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Uh, hello everybody and welcome to the Stuff and Thangs podcast special edition. I am Sam and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Lindsley Register. Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm doing so well. How are you, Sam? Yeah, I'm good. How did I do on pronouncing your name? Because I'm a nightmare with names. <laughs> it's perfect, Lindsley. Yes. There we go. So that's, that's a good start. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll be better known to most of the people listening to this as Laura from The Walking Dead. And I, from what I've noticed from sort of talking to a few people is actually you're probably even better known than that from Laura as just the saviour with the neck tattoo. Have you come across that a lot? Yeah, it's so funny. I actually tell my friends, I feel like my neck tattoo is might be the the thing that's kept me alive for so long on the show because it's it's a marker and it's a reminder oh yeah she's the savior who's no longer a savior so it's it's a it's kind of an icon you know what definitely don't want to lose that then you definitely want to make sure if they start if they start giving you like you know clothes where you're covering it up just don't let them do it yeah no no definitely not my lucky charm um so what I want to do to start with, if you don't mind, is whenever I speak to somebody, I like to do as much research as possible um, to try and give the fake impression that I'm professional. <laughs> and one of the, one of the things I stumbled across is the internet is kind of a strange place for where facts and fiction mix in together and no one can really decide which is which. So let me t- you can tell me if any of this is right, okay? Okay. Uh, it says here, from the information I have, is you were born in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Is that correct? Yeah, that's accurate. Um, it's maybe, a good start. Yeah, maybe a lot of people don't know where the Blue Ridge Mountains are. It's no. the Appalachian. So the famous Appalachian Trail goes through southwest Virginia. So okay. that's the part that I grew up on. Ah, see, well, there you go. Um, and another fact about you, and this could be very out of date or, or up to date, it says you have two cats. Yes. Yeah. I love them so much. They go almost everywhere with me. Oh really? So did they travel with you to Atlanta? Since moving to LA, I haven't been able to bring them to Atlanta. I used to and I really like miss them in my hotel room. Um <laughs> but yeah, no longer just because it's such a long flight and yeah. all the waiting beforehand and after it would end up being them created too long, you know. I definitely <laughs> miss them. Oh well, I'm glad that's up to date because I got about three seconds into reading that, thinking if this is like from years and years ago, this could be really bad. This could be yeah, a really bad I start. I down into tears because one yeah. was in the car. Like, thanks yep. for bringing it up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, for, that that would have been just interview over. Thanks a lot. Thanks for trying. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I stumbled across whilst um trying to do my research is you have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you know, I did do videos for a while and I haven't I haven't done one in so so long. No. And people are encouraging me to post again. Um I think I get way too in my head about what to share and what to not to share and yeah. but who knows maybe maybe I'll be making a comeback. Well, I I can tell you that I've now watched all of them. Mm. And I think the first thing I I have to raise with you is um one that's titled French toast orgasm. <laughs> now, for for anybody who's not watched any of these at all, I think that's a great invitation to go to your YouTube channel straight away. <laughs> by the way, I don't think I need to say anything else. There is a video on there called French toast orgasm. Just go there, check it out, <laughs> subscribe. You don't need to know anything. In fact, we're not going to talk about it. Just leave that there. Don't right, need to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched it, and you know, wow, mind blowing. Um, <laughs> Well, well, obviously on there was there were you did one where you were talking about The Walking Dead. 
and you were talking mm-hmm. about how you came to the show. And one of the things that I found quite interesting is you talked about the very first time you heard of The Walking Dead was when you were at college. It was a Walking Dead Macbeth kind of fusion thing you were going to be yeah. doing. And you described it, no, don't want to do that. It sounds nerdy and lame. <laughs> but you're really yeah. pleased I looked this up, I can tell. I know. I'm like basically insulting all of our friends, I guess. Yeah. I just, I had no idea what it was. These two <laughs> boys in my class, they were obsessed with the show. And I, all I could hear was like zombies. And I was like, oh, yeah. I roll. Um, <laughs> yeah. And oh, it wasn't that. until a couple years later that I, that I was invited to watch the show. Some of them were like, you know, give it a chance. And I, I watched it, I was like, oh, this is actually a really dope show. And I just fell in love with it. I love the idea that these two guys from college, are you still in touch with them or did you lose touch over the years? Yeah, and they think it's just so ironic and so yeah, hilarious. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. I, I can't decide which would be better. It'd almost be better if you'd lost touch and then they just put the show on one weekend and be like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, that probably is how they found out. I don't think I really warned anyone. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's that's great. I like that. I like the idea of them watching it and just being like, really nerdy and lame, she said. <laughs> um, the, the other thing you mentioned in this, which kind of resonated with me, um, my daughter, she's only 10, but she's a child actress. Um, she does commercials and TV and stuff. And you talked about self-tape auditions. And it kind of resonated with me because my daughter, ever since the age of about five, has been doing self-tapes constantly. Uh, for different things from films to TV to commercials and what you said about you know just kind of filming it sending it and then forgetting it really really kind of resonated because in the industry you really don't hear anything back at all do you which which must come as a complete shock to people who have no experience of it yeah it's so true like I, I think I don't know how anybody can have a different philosophy and not go mad yeah because I do so many auditions. If I thought, if I gave any room in my brain to thinking about, oh, will I hear back? How long has it been? Well, I wonder if I'm going to get feedback. Oh, uh, well, did I make the right choice? Like I would, I yeah. just would go nuts and I would get, I would get so discouraged so quickly. Yeah. And so I realized I had to actually forget my auditions after I did them completely yeah. not think about them. But honestly, it makes it so enjoyable when you do get, yeah. an email back about it and you're like oh my god oh yeah that thing that i did oh i they have something to say about it or oh they want to see another take like it, yeah it's a genuine surprise again it's yeah. like christmas you know yeah well i mean i'm at the moment and i'm hoping it continues that way i mean my daughter's 10 but she seems to have this philosophy that anytime she gets to act is fun so oh, yeah. if she if she performs for a self-tape or she goes to an audition and performs for them that was her performing if they then say can you come back and do this or can you do this? Then that's great. But if she doesn't, at least she got to perform. Now, of course, being 10 is, <laughs> you know, that that might not last, but I hope it does because if you can keep that kind of attitude, then I think you've got a good chance of surviving. Yes. I hope she keeps that as well because yeah. that, that's, that's how I feel too. Like every time I get to audition, I get to do the thing that I love to do most yeah. And that's like a win. That's a productive day. That's a that's a happy day. Like that's yeah. that's the joy of my life. So Oh good. Well it's no, an opportunity to have It yeah. is, yes. But we with The Walking Dead then so you did a self tape, you kind of sent it, forgot it. Uh but then obviously you did get the part. Yeah. Um you, you talked about in the YouTube video feeling because obviously you then become a fan of the show. So mm-hmm. it kind of interested me. You talked about how nervous you felt when you first started. Was that because you kind of recognized everyone around you from watching or was it just because it was such a big show? Um, honestly, it just I knew I knew Walking Dead's reputation. I mean, it was one of the most and still is one of the most watched television shows, I think, of all time. Yeah. I remember that one year there were more people watching Walking Dead than were watching the Super Bowl. So walking into that sort of environment of like, okay, this is a really big deal. Um, I can't screw this up. This is like, this is a beast. It's been going on for seven years when I when I walked into it. And I like I felt that weight of responsibility. So that yeah. was the biggest nerve-wracking element. 
when you started, did you get given an idea of longevity for the character or not really? Or are you left wondering almost from sort of episode to episode or season to season? Yeah, I was told that this is a two episode character. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And ended up getting cut out mostly of the first episode that I did. But <laughs> just it just kept going and going. And I just, um, I have no commitment to the show. They just call me so last minute for each episode. And I'm like, oh, guess I'm going back. Because, you know, they have characters on the show who just like kind of slowly disappear. Who you're like, whoever, whatever happened to that person? And I'm like, well, that could have easily happened with me and still could, I suppose. Um, But it just hasn't. (laughs) Well, well, I think actually goes back to what you were talking about earlier on with the neck tattoo thing. Mm. That is so... Uh, distinctive and you did have a few scenes um, with Eugene especially right? Which, which kind of really stood out and I think because of that perhaps you know there, there's a longevity in the character there which is great Yeah. Um, do you have a, a favourite scene or anything or any sort of interactions you've had so far that you kind of pick out and go yeah that's that's what I really liked or that's what I'm really proud of um, I, I'm really proud of the, the scene that I, or the episode that I got to, ex, um, not expose Dwight, but discover, yeah. um, what was going on with Dwight. That really made me feel important to the show. You know, I felt so honored that I got to move the plot forward in that way. Yeah. Um, so that's a scene that I'm really proud of that night that like, I shoot him in the arm and, um, <laughs> and, and he deserved it as well. Definitely right. deserved it. Of course, what a traitor. Well, considering what you said then about you know originally being told you'd be in a couple of episodes, to like you just said then be in a position where your character is moving the whole plot along so much, that must have been pretty crazy to find out. Yeah, every time when when I get the script and I'm and I'm reading that that I get to do that, it's like, wow, um, so so blessed, so blown away, so honored. And and honestly, as as the years went by, like the nerves completely disappeared. And it was like, oh, I love getting to work in an environment where I know this crew and I know this cast now and I know how supportive that they are of one another. And it's just like such a play zone, you know, such a free zone. So it was like perfect combination. One of the things that seems to come across quite a lot whenever you see a, a segment like in Talking Dead or anything like that is the cast do seem to all have a genuine bond and seem to really try and want to help each other and sort of be quite giving. Is is that your experience as well? I mean, obviously nerves at first, but since, like you just said, since relaxing, is that is is the perception to us as fans the reality from being there? You know, it's, I want to give you guys like a really accurate, an accurate uh, depiction of of what that is. You know, it's kind of like going to camp and some people have already been there and already know each other. So it's hard to break in at first and some personalities don't mix. I mean, it's a big group of people. So it's it's unlikely that everybody just falls in love with one another. Well, yeah, of course. But there, but there really are some good, kind, genuine people, and and especially you know the regulars. Of course, they've been working together now for years, and it's like if you don't like each other, you you've got to find a way to connect with one another. Yeah. So there is a sense of like there is a bond that you know it's like it's me and you in this, no matter what, and we've got to find a way to make this work. It's almost like a family tie at that point, you know. Yeah. No, well, no, well, that's great, and that's the, the family is the word that seems to come up quite a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Lincoln, of course, fellow Brit like myself. Yeah, um, I hear him talk. I mean, most of the cast there must be British. I mean, they seem to be <laughs> whenever they open their mouths. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Andrew Lincoln often said he he constantly whenever he talked about the cast, he always used the word family. So I'm guessing yeah. you know, obviously a thing. Now, one of the other things from your YouTube video that want to pick up on because I find it a little element of irony but at the same time I was wondering how you felt um you talked about being so invested in the show once you got into it and started watching it there was a scene which we all loved to call dumpster gate where we all thought as the audience that we lost Glenn um and you talked about how emotional you got over that do you find 
the the ultimate irony being then when you got cast on the show, you were a savior and obviously a big part of Glenn's demise. You know, I <laughs> I still wait. Say that one more time. Because <laughs> obviously, once you became a savior, you you played a part in Glenn's demise. Right. Um, it's funny because I, I, I know that that's the case, but when I'm like, so I was just catching up on season nine last night. Um, and I am, I'm like blubbering at, uh, oh, um, gosh, is it okay to like say spoilers from season nine? Yeah, 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 you're fine. Okay. Okay. Spoiler warning. Um, I was blubbering over like looking at all the heads and the stakes. Yeah. I was like sitting here like crying and I'm I've been working on this show now for four years. <laughs> you I know, know that you know these people are okay. <laughs> yeah, I just like went and got dinner with these people at Chicago yeah. Con like a few weeks ago. But like the show still has this magic of pulling me in and making me believe. I don't know. I just get swept away. So it's like the Laura in me is just not present at all uh, watching the show, you know? Um, Same thing when Carl died. I just was losing it. I was sobbing all alone. It was pathetic. Well, well, Carl, Carl's demise, uh, I think, hit everybody. I think if you were invested in the show and you've been watching it, you've literally watched that young man grow up. So I think his demise, uh, I mean, you have to be pretty much made of stone (laughs) to have that not affect you at all. I am in season nine, obviously, uh, Andy, uh, Rick Grimes left. And what did you think of the episode? So that you know the bridge, the episode, that whole, the way he went out. What what were your thoughts on that? I thought it was such a beautiful tribute to yeah. what he's done. The show, going back, the flashbacks, and going back to the cop car and the the yeah. hospital room. I thought it was such a great tribute that really did him justice. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for him to be freed up to do more projects because he is such a brilliant actor. Oh yeah. my God. I just love, I've loved watching him work. And I think we've all gained something from working with him. Yeah. So I'm yeah. happy that he's going to be able to bring you the fans, new projects. Were, were you aware of him before the walking dead? Um, yeah, I had seen him in oh, love. Actually. <laughs> I love that film. That yeah. film's brilliant. No, yeah, no, I probably shouldn't admit that. I don't think that's the most manly film for me to be talking about how much I love, but it's brilliant. <laughs> if if you haven't seen it, it is great. Uh, he was in obviously some UK TV shows uh, before he sort of made it big over there. Um, so the first time I ever spotted him was in a show called This Life, um, which is all about a group of lawyers living in a house together, which sounds really dull, but it was very good. It was a very, very mm-hmm. 90s show. But yeah, I mean, the, the fact that he signed on to do three films, basically to kind of finish the Rick Grimes story. So it'd be interesting to see where they go with that and if they tie it sort of back in and, and obviously what anything else that Andy wants to do. Uh, but from, from sort of your point of view, obviously season nine, we saw the time jump. And in that time jump, Great, Laura survives. She is still there after these five years. You are no longer a savior. You are now Alexandrian. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? And the sort of, do they give you a this is what's happened to you in the five years, or are you left to kind of surmise that yourself? Or what, what do you think about the changes for the character in that time? Yeah, for me, uh, they, they they didn't really, they didn't give me any sort of information or anything to think about, about during that time. Yeah. Um, so it was left up to me. And I did some journaling as my character um, about what oh, would have gone through time. I do, yeah, I do a lot of that, a lot of free associative writing, just kind of like uh, bleeding out thoughts, spitting out thoughts on a piece of paper uh, as my character. It helps me um, prepare yeah. The role. And uh, something I I wrote a lot about that happened during that time was um, the guilt of, you know, meeting these people and seeing like, as the years go on, different things jump out at you. You know, it's like you see more and more how good these people are and how terrorized yeah. they were by my group, um, you know, experiencing guilt and shame over that. Um, wishing I had done things different. So I expound a lot about that. My journaling is Laura, especially about the obstacles of feeling accepted by a group that I terrorized, you know? Yeah. 
And especially now, I I think she's probably in a good place. Six years, you know, is a long time. Yeah. Um, but she's one of the last saviors. It's her, yeah. um, Callan McAuliffe, who plays, I'm, I'm blanking on his character name, and then Negan. It's just us three, you know, oh, and gosh. all the rest. Well, one of, one of the questions I was going to ask is, obviously, we've not seen any interaction yet, but how do you think Laura as a character is going to be when she's actually potentially going to be interacting with Negan again? Yeah, that will be so... Um, I don't want to use the word awkward. Uh, <laughs> well, probably... I, th- I think it could be the right word. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. I, there's just a sense of like... May, uh, I you know I think the word I'll choose is shame. Um, mm. Like like it might be hard to look him in the eye, um, yeah. you know, because maybe maybe there's a sense of uh, what we did together was wrong. Maybe it's like after you fight a war and then you realize afterwards you don't believe in what the war was about to begin with. You just yeah. got caught up in doing what you were told. Mm. I think that's a perfect way to describe lara's relationship to the saviors and to negan you know she got caught up in doing what she was told got caught up in survival and really lost sight so seeing the leader again oh god what a what a tough and complex moment i i can't wait for that moment well i hope we get it i mean obviously i know you can't say so please don't be led by me (laughs) you can you can tell me but don't don't be led um i I hope we get that because I, I would be interested to see how that would develop because Negan, although his character himself, you, we can see from watching the show has definitely undergone some changes. You can't mm-hmm. be imprisoned that long without having changes. Yeah. He still likes to put on the big show, which right. I imagine if you're a like, character like Laura, who was around that for so long, if you were to see him doing that again, it would almost be like a, a flashback to a trauma almost. So I'd I'd really like to kind of see that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe we'll get it. Season ten. I hope so anyway. Do yeah. you do you have any thoughts or wishes for on the future of the characters? Something you'd like to see, you know, some sort of storylines if you get if you get the opportunity? You know, I feel like every other actor in this way, I, it's, it's a show with so many characters. And I think all of us fight to um, see our character more fleshed out, you know, so it's just a natural thing to want. So that's definitely something I want for Laura. Obviously, I'd love to see more of her personal life exposed and um, more of her perception and struggle and relationships. So, you know, that's just part of being an actor is wishing for that. I'd love for the, our audience to see her softer side, um, some of her more vulnerable side, um, because she's been such a character of just tough as nails. Yeah, um, very much so, yeah. So I think it would definitely bring complexity to her to see that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I was, I was just trying to think as you were saying that. I don't think we've... I don't think we've really seen a scene where she hasn't, even, even post-Time Jump, where she hasn't been very... Uh, stoic and tough like you just said yes Um, i can tell you that we've recorded them and they've just got they just haven't made it to the cut oh really (laughs) yeah oh no will will they ever be a dvd extra can i can i find them i am hoping and praying for it because there are things that i want to see um that i think you guys would enjoy um and i'm hoping that they get to the extras well i mean the, the one of the scenes that obviously did make it, uh, I talked about it a little bit earlier on the scenes with Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I find uh, that the actor who plays Eugene's phenomenal and seems to be a very, very funny and likable guy. When he's in full Eugene mode and he talks really, really quickly delivering the lines, did you ever have any trouble actually following what he was saying? I did, and I used it as my character, like, what the? Brilliant. F- what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if I can curse on the show. Um, no, no, you, you can, you can, you can. <laughs> yeah. um, so I definitely used it like that, trying to keep up and just kind of being like over this, like, what are you talking about, dude? Um, and it's so funny, you know, I'm actually studying at the same comedy school that Josh McDermott studied at in LA oh, right wow. now. 
So we've oh, been talking God. about how Eugene is this, um, Groundlings is the, is the comedy school and a lot yeah. of big actors came out of there. So uh, Josh was talking about how like Eugene is a Groundlings character essentially um, that he's created. And I was like, and it made so much sense to me. So I was really glad we could, you know, flush that out and talk about that. Yeah, no, well, that must really help, especially because if you're going to be doing scenes with somebody, to be able to relate to them, especially, mm-hmm. like I said, with the Eugene character that speaks so quickly in, in this, you know, he uses 50 words when he only needs to use five. Right. I mean, uh, but, uh, yeah, again, you the way I kind of looked at those scenes a little bit is it felt like, to me, a bit like a any American high school film I've ever watched where he was the nerd and you were almost like the jock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of how it yeah. came across I, I don't know if that was intentional but that's kind of how it felt you know the saviors are very much the jocks <laughs> and it was yeah. like okay nerd boy whatever shut up I'll, I'll go get you something <laughs> other than the walking dead are there any other projects people can look out for you on at the moment yeah um so if you're interested in watching sex which was a great navy seal series for the history yeah. channel that's you can find on hulu um, and I also, I also have a film that should be coming out really soon called Scorn um, okay. that I'm really proud of that I starred in and produced. So I, you can be looking for updates there on my Instagram and my Twitter, and I should be letting you guys know about that soon. Okay, brilliant. Um, where, where can people find you if, they, if they're not already following you, which you should be, by the way, because as everyone can hear, you're lovely. So <laughs> where, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at Lindsley Register on Instagram and Lindsley Reggie at um, on on Twitter, and I am on Facebook and YouTube as well. So searching my name did pull me up. Yeah, there. you definitely. If if I can't stress this enough, you need to go to YouTube. You need to subscribe to this channel. Find the video French Toast Orgasm. I'm not going to say <laughs> anything else. Nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. You just need to head there and watch this and be. <laughs> wonder why and what <laughs> um yeah i mean i just want to say a massive thank you for doing this I, I kind of reached out to you on a complete uh hope and a prayer and and you answered which was really kind do you get to go out to the kind of walker stalker conventions much i've just started doing i've just started doing them um and it's been such a blast chicago was my first one okay and it looks this isn't the official announcement but it looks like i may be at atlanta in the fall Oh wow! Imagine the Atlanta one's kind of the big one. Yeah, I think I think it should be a pretty good turnout. But I was so upset I didn't get to go to London this year, and I really hope to go next year. Well, well, I was going to ask that. I mean, have you been across to the UK at all? I have been to England and um, some other traveling in Europe, but I just I'm dying to spend more time there. So I I'm really using the con as an excuse to come and Smart. hang out for a while. Yeah, very smart. Well, well, we'll be at Walker's Talk of London next year, so okay. we'll have to stay in touch. And if you are, then we'll have to catch up, which would be great. But a uh, big thank you for joining me today. Um, I know everyone's going to really enjoy this. So, yeah, thank you. Okay, man, that, that was the interview with Lindsley. Uh, what did you think? The Net Tattooed Saviour. Yeah, I felt really awkward saying that. I, I kind of said it. You've had some real great moments, but let's be honest, that neck tattoo. And to be fair, though, you're right. Because if you had told me before we were doing the interview the actual name of the character, it would have been the one with the neck tattoo. Yeah. And there's and a lot of people that know her just for that. But yeah. she's lovely. Yeah, she is. She's yeah, so she nice. Was. Yeah, ridiculously nice actually. I, I, I missed questions as well, which I'm, I'm kind of really kicking myself over because I, I kind of got into this conversation with her and I, I was really conscious of I don't want to take up loads of her time because she was so kind, agreeing to sort of have a chat with us. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she made time for us. Uh, you know, I was emailing backwards and forwards for about a week, I think. Um, because her schedule changed with what she was doing. But rather than just sort of like, look, my schedule's changed, I can't do this, she was kind enough to, you know, say, look, let me get settled and I'll let you know when. Um, Yeah, so she was ridiculously kind. I didn't want to take up loads of her time. um, So I was sort of thinking, right, you know, I'll I'll go through the main questions. But yeah, I I could have stayed talking to her for a lot longer. And and hopefully I'll get another chance. Hopefully, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk again. And if nothing else, Walker Stalker next year. Let's hope yeah. she gets there. Yeah, I mean, she definitely should. I mean, there's definitely going to be a demand for her to get there. 
Um, I, I I think she's quite a popular character. And funnily enough, going back full circle to what we were just saying, and she said it in the interview, that the neck tattoo kind of has helped her stand out. Um, and because of that, people, you know, you can easily pick her out. Whereas a lot of the saviors, you know, were kind of very much in the background. Even if they had lines, yeah. you know generic bad guy if that makes sense um, oh yeah like when we had the um, the highway was it the highway men or yeah, no, the other group yeah. that they had parts of the saviors were in there and you just kind of look at them and go where mm. I kind of recognise you a little bit maybe you see Laura and you're like ah I know you yeah yeah, yeah exactly so that was the point I was trying to make but as I said it during the interview I kind of thought well that could come across wrong but hopefully and I think she did take it the way I meant it mm. But yeah, like you just said, she was yeah, she was lovely, lovely to talk to. Um, I'm hoping perhaps when season ten's done, might get another opportunity to talk to her. Um, hopefully, we might get some of the scenes we talked about as well, because uh, one of the things we talked about in the interview was obviously a, a chance for her interacting with Negan again. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting. Hopefully, that happens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd, that, I'd that like to be. see a few more, especially Laura and maybe a couple of the other saviors that have now turned good. Yeah. faced with this dilemma of well we know everything that Negan did was wrong and it was bad and now you're here but you've just saved Judith so now you've saved her does that mean you're good or bad and do we trust you do we not trust you now well yeah well especially when they're being confronted with the whispers now that this kind of yeah. um, inherent evil which goes beyond you know threatening them as they are now and there, there's no doubt, I don't think, in many Walking Dead fans' eyes that you've got a, a weapon in Negan. You know, you've got a tool to fight with. Oh, yeah, like, he's he's like going to be the closest thing, I think, to the Beta character. I think those two are going to have an epic fight scene, I hope. I, I hope so as well. I'd love to see that. But if, just in general, you know, they've got that. And But how are you going to feel? You know, how's the character going to feel about that? She she talked about it in, when I was talking to her about how she did, like, this journal. Yeah, um, you know, I love the idea of that. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I was going to be really rude, like, yeah, can I can I see that at some point? But um, it just, it's just a great thing. And, I mean, from a, anyone who's an actor, I suppose, that's, that's something that's smart to do. I, I want to see them it, released. I want to see them released as the journals of a saviour. The journals of the... Yeah, it'd be a fun book. A companion book to go along. Uh, Lindsley, if you're listening, there's some money in this for you, I can tell you. <laughs> we'll act um, as your agents. We've got this covered. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Book promotion tour. But it, it just it's a, it was a great concept. And I like the idea that she went through these kind of emotions. You know, you've got this six-year gap. Yeah. So what would have happened? You know, you've gone from being, I'm Team Saviour, Team Negan, I am Negan, to being an Alexandrian you know stuff's gonna have to have happened and you're gonna have to have dealt with a lot of emotions yeah uh, we she don't talked see about, it so yeah no and she talked about how being friends now with people she once terrorized yep um i mean yeah it's not gonna be easy that's that's not uh not a simple it was one of the things me and you talked about when we were doing our season nine reviews is you know the one thing about the time jump that's quite irritating is there's so much character change you feel like you're still catching up on. Like Michonne's character was very different. Um, we got some explanations on that, but of course there are Eventually. so many other characters. Yeah, but of course there are so many other characters who are acting differently to how we last saw them. It's kind of like, oh, you know, Negan's been in jail that whole time. That kind of explains, you know, you're going to change a bit. That's <laughs> you're yeah. locked up in a room. That's going to have an impact. Six years of just staring at a wall. Yeah, that's yeah. going to do you. But then. The rest of the saviors weren't necessarily in that situation at all. So therefore, no. did they just all turn around and go, yeah, you know what? You're the winning team. Let's go for the winning team. Thank you. Yeah. Or... And, and also, will will they have any loyalty to Negan still? Um, I know there's a, a, you know, a possibility if he is released and he does, or if he is involved in a war with the Whisperers, if he once again saves people as he you know says he did etc or yeah. a few of them gonna think well you know maybe Negan was right I'm really really glad you've touched on that actually because yeah his whole thing was the saviors they save people yeah they look after people okay yeah they demand a lot of food and stuff from you but they protected yeah. you that's what yeah. they did 
Yeah. So if he now goes along and say he's the one that stops Alpha and Beta, mm-hmm. he therefore was their saviour. He has saved Alexandria. Yep. Does that mean that he was right all along? He was just a bit extreme in the way he did it, but actually everything he said was correct. <laughs> a bit extreme. <laughs> yeah. A little bit extreme, but he was correct the whole time. He is a saviour. I mean, he saves people. It's important, I think, and me and you have talked about this before, but I think it's important to remember, he isn't a good guy. No. You know, the, the, the characters can change, characters can evolve, and after six years, me and you have talked about it, length of, okay, here's your starting point. You've had six years in jail. Let's see who you are now you know let, yeah. let's go from here because the guy who was the leader of the saviors you know forced women into his bed uh he pressed irons on people's faces he threw a doctor into a furnace he was sadistic and nasty and i know there's always that big debate about you know who your your perspectives warped on who you followed from the start well rick did some pretty messed up stuff but yeah. rick generally went to the was steering towards good to try and better for other people yeah Negan kind of yeah the saviors save people was a bit of a propaganda thing (laughs) really yeah I mean I think if you took the whole womanizer womanizer thing away from it well womanizer you know it it was basic rape yeah (laughs) that is I think that is the main part that tells the difference between Rick and Negan, though. When you look at the whole the eye into the face, someone throwing someone into a furnace, all that sort of thing. Yeah, Rick snuck into a savior base and killed a load of people in complete. Like you know, they were in the well, they weren't innocent, but they were sleeping. They were on. Yeah. You know, he went in. so not that much difference. That's I think the women thing is the main thing. Without that, you'd be a lot more on the fence of oh, is Negan that bad. But I think that's why they've had to put that in there to give us a clear, yeah, he's doing that. He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Granted, um, I don't know. It's it's difficult because you can have that debate a lot, and I think we've had it in the past. And yeah. I think it's a a running thing, but it's actually a tribute to the show and the writers. I think, um, who I don't give a lot of credit to after seasons, certain seasons, but uh, season nine I enjoyed a lot. Um, it felt a lot more back to to the show. I, I one of my really favourite seasons in a while. Definitely, yeah, and it, it had that kind of, or it has that element back where you have discussion points. It doesn't feel formulaic again. You know, uh, certain aspects of season eight felt like you could predict exactly what was going to happen episode by episode. Yeah. Um, now there are debate points. There are things where you're kind of like, well. This could be seen one way or the other way. This could be seen this way, this, that way. And you do have that little bit element of unpredictability. I loved, with the introduction of the Whispers, you had the fear around the dead brought back into it, which is huge. Yeah, because uh, they, they've kind of become like a, a byproduct of, um, you know, oh, bad guy versus good guy, and then, oh, look, there's a couple of zombies. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And they were treated like cattle, you know, the anyone who'd survived this long had basically got to a point where it was like okay one herd's walking that way one herd's walking that way if there's any stragglers we'll take them out easily yeah we'll just walk between you know and they, they kind of got to that point which makes sense if you survive that long you are going to adapt to the way the world is but at the same time it kind of was like well you know in season one season two they were the threat that was kind of like the big thing and it's kind of sad that they're not like that anymore but by introducing the whispers, you've really brought that threat back because you have no idea if you see two or three, are they really dead? <laughs> are all of them really dead? Yeah. And I like the they gonna put you out know, a gun? are they going to put out a knife? Are they just going to try and bite me? What's the exactly? You know the the you kept hearing the characters say, "Watch their hands" and stuff like that, which I loved. Um, just just the aspect of having that danger, having that little thing that you had to do. Yeah, and so subtle, good. so subtle, just to be a case, you know, just a character go and watch the hands, and you're sitting there going, oh, they've learned, yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things I loved as well was when Daryl shot one in the leg. Made it um, scream. Yeah. yeah, and then, then the others, you know, the actual walkers turned in at him, <laughs> and it was kind of like, wow. Was, yeah, I remember that watching that scene, just going, Daryl doesn't miss, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, not not daft at all. Um, but very smart. And you, you imagine being that that whisperer. You're kind of ambling along in it, and you see him shoot the walker out of you in the leg, and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh hell, <laughs> what yeah. do I do now?" 
Yeah, I, um, I'm not getting out of this one. No, no, because if you shoot through the leg, you just got to bite your lip. <laughs> I, I don't imagine anyone's able that you'd rip your lip off trying to bite it yeah yeah no you're gonna get messed up but yeah man i mean i hope everyone enjoyed the interview with Lindsay. i mean we're gonna hopefully do some more in the future uh with other members of the cast uh hopefully we're gonna talk to her again because yeah she was lovely like i said i did miss some we were gonna ask a set of five questions and we're gonna ask everybody so hopefully maybe sometime in the future we'll get a chance to talk to a few more and we'll do that a quick fire five yeah um but yeah we'll definitely get that done but uh thank you to everybody for listening i hope you've enjoyed this uh we'll be back talking about fear of the walking dead very soon keep an eye on the facebook page but basically when an episode airs within a few days the podcast will drop uh give us a subscribe on itunes and obviously as soon as a podcast goes live it'll be there we are going to be talking about a few other shows as well going forward. Um, I am recording a show with Alfie, my uh, part-time co-host, as the he is nowadays. Uh, he is going to be doing a show with me on Cobra Kai. If anybody's watching that, it's on YouTube. It's a continuation of the original 80s Karate Kid story. No, we're not making it up. It's all the no, original I've cast. I've really got to watch it as well. I need to get through to watch this. Yeah, you, you'll enjoy it. It's um, not politically correct. It's very, it's set now, but it's got a real eighties vibe to it. It's great. It's a really great show. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure people will find a way to watch it if they can't get it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, me and Alfred are going to do a show like that, so that'll be coming out soon. Uh, but yeah, join us for Fear of the Walking Dead. Obviously, The Walking Dead's back in October. Big thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be speaking to you again soon. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.